Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking with Meredith about staying active, exercising if you have bad hips. We're going to give you some tips out there. Are you ready to do this, Meredith? I'm ready. All right. We'll see you guys on the inside. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on the Senior Fitness Podcast with Meredith. We're really, really happy you could join us today. Uh, as usual, we got a really fun topic to talk about, something that I think that we have not really addressed or talked about in the past. Um, uh, we're going to be talking about staying active and some tips to exercise to stay active if you have bad hips. Um, pretty common out there. But before we jump into that topic, we uh, just want to remind you to visit us on our website, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. Uh, visit us there because we have all of our curated content on the website, including all of our podcasts, of course, all of our workouts, uh, which you can search for, you can filter on your favorite types of workouts, and a chance to check out our custom seven-day workout plan, which is a custom plan put together by Meredith for you, specifically built around your needs. Uh, everybody's different. Everybody has different levels of fitness, and this plan is designed just for you. So get a chance to check that out. And last but not least, we have our newsletter that you can sign up for. We send out a newsletter every week, once a week. And in that newsletter, we got all, all of our latest content for you. So be sure to check out all those things. And uh, without further ado, we're going to jump into today's topic. Uh, we're talking about staying active, staying and being able to exercise if you have bad hips. Um, Meredith, and I know that with a lot of the classes that you've taught in the past and a lot of the people that you've worked with, um, is bad hips a thing? It's, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is a very big thing. <laughs> um, I think lots of age groups, but especially with seniors, the wear and tear on hips and uh, the things, you know, every time you take a step, you're using that ball and socket joint of your hip and just wears down over time and many different things can obviously occur too with the hips but um, it seems to be one of those areas where um, people constantly say they have pain in their hips and then they ask is it okay to work out and then they ask are there workouts that I shouldn't do mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it's a big one and we get a lot of comments and uh, questions especially when we do our seven-day workout plans where that's one of the things that they're either um, giving the information to me that yes, I have hip pain or I've had hip replacement. I have um, osteoporosis or osteopenia of the hips. So yeah, it's a common, common area where people have issues. Mm -hmm. Now, like a lot of people think that hip pain just starts to affect you at a certain age. Right. You know, and then they say, oh, you know, it's only something that happens to what they say, older people or something. I used but, to think that too until, yeah. <laughs> until <laughs> I got uh, hip bursitis at, mm -hmm. like in my 30s. And that's again overuse. So it can be any age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, what causes hip pain? What kind of you mm -hmm. know, things cause hip pain or what, what's the, the source of a lot of kind of pain that we right. experience? It's funny because hip pain, it sometimes isn't even in the hip, so we could even start there. A lot of times when people have lower back pain or sciatica, it will transfer all the way around the hip into the inner groin. So um, sometimes it has, it's not even the hip necessarily, but like I said, wear and tear over time at any age. So you don't have to be in your 80s to have wear and tear, mm -hmm. um, especially with the types of workouts that are 
um, being done now, people starting younger and younger when it comes to working out and running and things, um, like long distance running, not just, you know, being a kid and running around, mm -hmm. but um, actual running, um, it's, it's going to cause the um, cushioning, the cartilage that's in there to wear down faster the more we use it. And then, of course, age uh, mm -hmm. is the number one thing, unfortunately. We can get arthritis of the hips, again, mm -hmm. osteoporosis, um, hip bursitis, <laughs> of course, fractures when you, if you do fall, that's very, very common, unfortunately. Um, different cancers have a tendency to go in the hip area, so that causes pain over time, even um, if you've had cancer treated. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, lots of different ailments for hips. <laughs> can, it, can it be genetic? Can you have, you know... You know, that's, I, that's a good question. I would think it's more not just the a hip thing, but um, if you have a family history of arthritis, say, then yeah, I mean, it could affect the hip area. Mm -hmm. um, bad spinal issues, scoliosis, cause a lot of pain in the hips as well, as it's a... You know, imbalance. You have one side that goes up higher than the other, so that can cause hip pain. Mm -hmm. Lots of, unfortunately, lots of different things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a pretty big, broad area. All right. Um, before we get into you know tips on what you can do if you do have bad hips, um, and things like that. Um, what what happens when you when you have pain in your hips? What kind of limit? What how does that limit your body? Well, that's where I think unfortunately people. If you have pain in your hips, what's the number one thing to do? Stop moving. Stop walking, mm -hmm. even. Um, because that's where you sometimes will feel that pain is when you are moving at all. Mm -hmm. It's not like, say, a, a shoulder issue where you can still go about your day. You just make sure you kind of baby that side. Um, with your hip, it's every step you take, basically. So you have a tendency to slow down, not do as much as maybe you should um, or used to be able to. So that would be the biggest limitation. Or you decide to stay seated to do your work, your workouts or your movements, which is fine too. Um, but a lot of times when we start limiting ourselves or babying and nursing one side, we end up hurting the other side. So I've known lots of people who have issues in their hips and then all of a sudden say it's their left hip. So then they're like, ah, now I'm getting all this pain in my right knee. I wonder why. Because you're babying one side, you're not putting as much weight and strain on it, so you have a tendency to put more weight and strain on the other side, so therefore, you end up getting another injury while you're trying to nurse one side. Mm -hmm. um, like we always say with anything, if you are having pain somewhere, you should get it checked out. Um, and just find out what it is and what you can do for it. So going to a doctor... Um, making sure it isn't a fracture of any kind, making sure it isn't bone on bone that's now um, happening because the cartilage has completely worn away. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, you need to find out what it is so you don't have to limit yourself. You can continue to live your normal life and keep moving. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it affects every part of your life. It's kind of like having a you know, bad back. It right. really affects everything. It I does. Mean, from walking upstairs to pretty much anything. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there, with your experience, have you, is there a difference between men and women? Have you seen more women have hip problems? Have you seen more men? Or is it really, doesn't matter? 
That's interesting. I, I've noticed more women, now that you bring that up. I'm not sure if that, what the reasoning is behind it, though. Um, yeah, but I've, I've noticed more women have a tendency to be the ones that say they have uh, worse hips or hip pain or um, even uh, hip replacements, more mm. females than males. So, yeah. Mm. Um, as far as, you know, having this hip pain, what kind of mental toll have you seen that play out uh, for people who do have hip pain? You know, does it make, you know, you kind of feel like, oh, I can't exercise anymore. Or right. I can't do, you know, mm-hmm. what is the mental toll I think that, that takes? Yeah, that would be the biggest mental thing is feeling like they need to stop doing things or you know, say you love going for walks and then your hip hurts. And I'll use me again um, as the example in the story. But I used to run a lot and I got hip bursitis. And it mentally was harder than anything because I had to completely stop in order for it to go away. And it was quite excruciating. So think you're trying really, really hard to do something well. And then something like this happens, an ailment of any kind. And we've spoken of these you have to listen to your body. Um, but the mental part, I think, is the most challenging because it does sideline you sometimes, depending on what the pain is, how um, severe it is, and what the what it is that you're dealing with. If it's something like arthritis or osteoporosis, um, osteopenia, if you know that that's actually going on, there are medications, things you can take to relieve it, but know that it's not going to completely go away and get better. Mm-hmm. Um, but other things, so you kind of have to work through it in those instances, but some things you have to stop in order to let it heal so you don't injure it worse or injure another part of your body. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, at what point have you seen people, because of hip pain uh, and maybe not being addressed, has it turned into, like, surgical you know, hip replacement right. type stuff. Yeah. I, um, once someone knows that they're, they're going to have to get a hip replacement, basically the cartilage is gone most of the time and they, because of wear and tear over mm-hmm. time. Um, and they're just a candidate for it. That just is what it is. Um, most of the time they already kind of know that that's once they find out what the hip pain is from. So it's more of a, I think people, stopping their regular workout regimen and doing something else. So they would um, maybe do seated workouts instead of the standing portion. Um, I do like when I see people who, if they do start getting pain in their hip, they will start using maybe a cane or walker or, um, yeah, some type of assistive device Mm -hmm. to help them um, until they get it worked out and figured out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So let's jump into, you know, what can we do? Some tips on staying active if you do suffer from hip pain. Um, Obviously, there's many levels to what kind of hip problems you may have. Right. And there's Mm -hmm. many things that could be going on. Right. But if, you know, can you still stay active? And if you do recommend it, what should we do? You know, like how should we, what exercises can we do? What would you recommend that we pay no, attention to. I would, I always say, especially if people know that it's something that they can still work out with. Um. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. 
Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. They, they, they don't have to stop completely to let something heal. Let's say a fracture or bursitis, something like that. Um, if it is an arthritis thing uh, or they know possibly that they're going to get a hip replacement, um, very, very important to continue to work out, stretching the area, strengthening the entire area. So you're strengthening the hip, the outer thigh, the gluteals, the inner thigh, the groin. We always think about spot areas, you know, my hip, so I can only strengthen my hip. But you're thinking about everything around it, too, that has to strengthen and able to keep it strong. Um, so, yeah, just strengthening everything around it, using those bands that we we do when we put them around the thighs and we either tie them and put them there or we hold them um, around and just strengthening that area. Stretching, stretching the, of course, the hip, outer thigh, gluteals, uh, lower back is all part of it that you're going to get relief from hip pain if you continue to do those stretches too. Mm-hmm. So stretching obviously is a great uh, idea to do daily. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah couple times a day if you're able to um morning if you have time to kind of do those light stretches before you even start moving so you can get some basically movement lubrication in that area because um you know we keep things stiff because they hurt and the longer we do that the less synovial fluid and things that will get into those joints in the area so they will hurt more we sometimes do have to um move them a little bit so some of the pain does go away and then as we use that part of the body, say just walking throughout the day, or even if you're limiting your walking, you still do have to walk, um, then getting a little bit of movement prior to doing that in the day. And then if you have time in the middle of the day or the end of the day, getting some more stretches in mm-hmm. to relieve it from the day's activities that you did. Mm-hmm. So what now let's talk about cardio exercises you know if you if someone was interested in getting some cardio in with suffering from hip pain Mm -hmm. what what would you suggest i would suggest to continue to do it keep it very very low impact so most of the workouts that we have the beginner level or um more of the intermediate even but no jumping no squat hops no jumping jacks uh where you're hopping and putting a lot of impact on that joint. Mm -hmm. Um, You could do standing. Doesn't mean you need to limit and only do seated. You can do seated cardio, still work on getting the heart rate up, but you can do standing as well and do the standing, say maybe the walking workout where you're going to add other movements into it. I just would say, make sure you're listening to that part of the body. So if we're doing something where we're putting all of our weight on one side, um, just say knee raises, So, of course, you're going to have all your weight on one leg, um, that hip being part of it, for even just a moment. If that is too painful, making sure you you modify that movement that you're doing. 
Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times side to side movements are not great. They don't feel good um, when you have hip pain. So being aware of that, modifying there, I think it's just a constant um, learning to modify, learning to listen to your body, what is the best thing to do um, for it, and remembering that nothing is set in stone. So I think I say that, and I say the same thing over and over again, but it's true. Just because I guide you through a workout does not mean I'm telling you what to do, because only you know how your body feels and responds to it. So Mm -hmm. really listening to your body when you're doing it. But it's still very important to continue that cardio, Mm -hmm. um, either seated or standing, whatever feels best for you. Mm -hmm. Just keep it low, low impact. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, What about doing exercises with weights or weight training with, you know, (laughs) with hip as an issue? Uh, Is that that a good idea? Oh, definitely. I think you should still use your weights and you can use them, um, you know, if you place them on your thigh while you're doing a seated workout and working on strengthening everything once again around the hip area. Again, certain movements aren't going to feel right. You know where the pain is, um, and hopefully you're finding out what it is. So listening and responding to what your body's telling you when you do certain movements. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe a side leg raise doesn't feel right, so don't do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Again... You have to listen or only going to a certain level used to be able to lift my leg this high. I remember hearing that from so many people. I used to be able to do, you know, fill in the blank. Um, and we all do that. I do that. <laughs> I, you wish I could do what I did before, you know. But just think about where we are at right now and just do what your body is allowing you to do right now. Um, we can always work our way back up if we're able to. Mm-hmm. But trying not to to um, compare yourself to how you were yesterday and think that that's how it should be today. If your hip is hurting really bad, you need to either not work that side right now or lessen the movements that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people, you know, it's very natural, normal to, to kind of ignore uh, the parts of the body that are causing the pain, right? You know, and hip is definitely one of those areas where if you have pain in there, you're like, I, you know, it's almost like you just don't know what to do as right. far as exercising goes. Yeah, you know, um, what about like you know everyday activities, walking? Um, obviously, if you're able to jog, is that a good idea? Um, you know, th- these mm-hmm. kinds of things, uh, you know, things that we do every day, right? Um, again, going back to once you've been diagnosed and treated for it, um, and you know what it is, I would say you can continue movements, walking, um, running. If you are a runner and you know that the hip pain won't worsen as you run, Mm -hmm. a lot of times with running, because of the impact, number one, and the repetitiveness of the movement, it is a lot on the hip and you start fine and the longer you get into it, the worse it gets. So it becomes more inflamed, basically. Um, so you have to be aware of that. Make sure you're close to home. <laughs> um, or you're just doing stuff around a track. Or maybe you're on a treadmill. So you don't have to worry about leaving your home. But um, not a good feeling to be out there, you know, a mile from your house when you're debilitated with pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so being mm-hmm. aware of that. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't want to say totally limit things if you've gotten a diagnosis and you know what, what is causing that hip pain. 
Right. Because you might be able to continue to do those things. It just really depends on what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think obviously getting uh, recommendations from your doctor about what th- what your what your limitations are and what they could be. Right. Um, but say someone wants to get a custom workout plan for you from mm-hmm. you and they put down on the plan i have hip pain right you know mm-hmm. and they they're kind of focused on cuz we get we get plans and people tell us what what ails them you know everybody yes. has something mm-hmm. and it we actually really encourage that to put that on your plan if you did, if you did get a custom plan but say someone does say that oh you know hip pain is a big issue in my life right um you know what how would you approach creating a plan for them um always telling them to be aware and be careful of that area when they're doing any of the workouts, but including the stretching for the hips, um, sciatica stretching, because I know people think that that's only a back thing, but that's pain that radiates through the hip. Um, So doing your stretches, strengthening that area, being really heavy with the the band workout that I have that's just lower body, because that's really getting to the hip and gluteal area, And that's going to be very important to strengthen that area as well. Um, So stretching and strengthening, adding those in. Again, usually people will say whether they like standing workouts, seated workouts, or a combo of both. Mm -hmm. So including anything that um, would work best for them, but making sure they continue to do the low impact cardio stuff. They do continue to do strength training. Um, And the ball stuff that we do. Where you do the inner thigh squeezes, it's great for that. Because, um, again, hip is not just, you know, the ball and socket joint that we think. It's, it's all the way around. We really have to look at it as a, a um, it is the biggest joint in our body, which is amazing that, yeah, no wonder we get so many uh, issues with it. But it's the entire area we have to look at. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I give just kind of that same as anyone if they tell me they have an issue with a shoulder with a knee uh, we get that a lot with the hips back etc <clears throat> making sure they continue to strengthen that area but stretch it really well and including those types of things mm-hmm. yep uh, so important uh, especially when those plans you know when you do fill one out the more information they give you the better that you're more able to give them a better approach on that exactly um, so, you know, what would be some some finishing thoughts for you uh, to kind of energize people to <laughs> that they can exercise, you can do this. Right. And, you know, even if you do suffer from bad hips, right. uh, you know, what, what motivational words do you have for someone <laughs> like that? Well, I would say if with any pains, but with the hip pain, don't let it debilitate you to the point where you feel like you can't do anything anymore. Um, you can always do seated workouts, especially if the hip pain is is excruciating or it's persisting when you stand and when you move but continuing to move continuing to to keep the motivation in yourself up um, I think is very very important because the more we feel we are able to do the more of course we will do but the better we'll feel about ourselves at the end of the day so don't stop continue moving continue working out continue feeling all over strong, but make sure you talk with the doctor, your primary care physician, and just find out if you need to see a specialist. They'll send you for x-rays, MRIs, etc., and just figure out what's going on in there. And then making sure you stay safe. 
with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Safety, safety first. Safety for sure. first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> comes back to that always. Yes. Um, it hopefully, does. this has given you a lot of information that you uh, is helpful to you if you do suffer from hip pain. Um, of course, like we said, checking with your doctor, making sure that you always check in with yourself to make sure that you're not um, pushing yourself too much, but you can still exercise. It is possible to stay active and work through it. So hopefully this podcast has helped you or someone you know out there who suffers from uh, hip pain. And please, as always, feel free to visit our website, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. Check out our large library of workouts that we have there. And a lot of them are, are, are just what Meredith talked about in this podcast, helpful to you. So Mm-hmm. Don't forget to sign up for that newsletter as well. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys at the next episode. Bye. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Wayshowers who will help your journey a lot easier.